When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the Asian Madness Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things true crime, morbid, mysterious, and odd from the Asian continent. I am your host, Jessica. Hello and welcome back to another episode from the Asian Madness Podcast. Hopefully everyone's doing well, achieving goals, and staying healthy. Again a reminder, if you have any case suggestions, please, please send it to my email address and not DM me through Instagram and Twitter or Facebook. It is so easy to miss messages since I can't sort my DMs by topic, nor can I star them which means your suggestions can easily get lost. I know I've mentioned this a few times already, so I would really appreciate your help on that. So, moving on to today's case. I just wanted to say that this case will be a bit shorter than the usual. There really wasn't enough information out there, so you will get what I give. This case will give you familiar vibes, as it involves an entire seemingly regular family getting murdered out of the blue. Think something along the lines of the Lin family murders, the Visconde massacre, or better yet, the Miyazawa family murder. Why would people try and kill an entire family, kids included? For what reason? Robbery? Revenge? Random killings? One slight difference about today's case is that there is a certain conspiracy theory behind it, and it could be used to explain why things happened. But then again, the case is still listed as unsolved, so for the moment, no one knows the truth. Or those who do know have chosen not to say anything. Thank you, Adam P., for this suggestion. Very interesting case, despite it being unsolved. This is the case of the Sun family murder, which took place in Houston, Texas. Let's begin. Meet the Sun family. The father was 50-year-old Sun Mao Ye and the mother was 49-year-old, Shime, and their kids were 9-year-old Timothy and 7-year-old Titus. So let's backtrack a little bit. Sun and his wife, Xie, were both immigrants from China, and both had been naturalized citizens at the time of the murder. 
The couple moved to Texas during the 90s, where Sun was pursuing his PhD in engineering mechanics at the University of Texas in Austin. He graduated in 1998, and in the year 2000, the couple got married and gave birth to their two boys a few years later. The boys grew up and went on to attend Samson Elementary School in Cypress, Texas, which is an unincorporated community that is part of the city of Houston. The family lived in a very nice suburban neighborhood in Cyprus, only half a mile away from the elementary school the boys attended. Both boys were active members in school and in the community, participating in the local swim team, the soccer league, and the club scouts. This sounds rather normal, right? Nothing really out of the ordinary. People immigrate all the time. People go abroad for new and better opportunities. They look for higher education and end up staying there, starting a family. No big deal, except it turned out quite deadly for this family. On Thursday, January 30th, 2014, people working at Cameron, an oil and gas equipment company in Houston, Texas, were beginning to feel weirded out. Why? Well, one of their very long-term, responsible and reliable worker had stopped coming in. His co-workers never received any phone calls from him, so they weren't sure what was going on. It wasn't just January 30th, though. It had been days since they last saw their co-worker, Sun Mao Ye, who was working as a mechanical engineer at Cameron. To be more specific, they hadn't seen him since the previous Friday evening, when everyone left home for the weekend. Does this strike you as odd? Considering how he never called in or asked for time off, I would have expected someone to check in on him or call him at some point, just to make sure. Or maybe they did, but they found nothing out of the ordinary. Figure he'd show up or call back. Maybe they decided to give it a few more days to see if he shows up. Maybe they thought he wasn't well or had family troubles and couldn't tell them in time. Well, it's been nearly a week, and he never showed up or contacted anyone. The company decided to call the police, voice their concerns, which led the police to conduct a welfare check on the Sun family. The police arrived sometime in the early evening on the 30th, and after taking a look around the outside of their home, they realized something didn't seem right. Both the family cars were still parked outside the house, so could they still be inside? They received no response when they rang the doorbell, so they entered the house, and to everyone's shock, the family was home. Except... They were all dead. Everyone had been killed, execution style, presumably with a gunshot wound to the head. All four family members were said to have been found in separate rooms in the house. What could have happened here? Initially, the police wondered if this was a case of murder-suicide. Maybe the father was troubled by something, or had temporarily lost his mind, so he went around the house killing his family members one by one. Except... That didn't seem to make sense, because there was no weapon found inside the house. If he shot himself last, wouldn't the gun be somewhere near him? So, quickly, that theory was ruled out. Okay, so someone must have entered the house and shot them. The police took a look around the house and found that the back door was unlocked, and one of the window panes in the back had been broken. That gave rise to the theory that someone broke into the house for whatever reason. Maybe robbery? That seemed possible, but at the same time, 
the crime scene didn't fit the theory either. All of the family members were in different rooms when they were killed, and neither one of them had been tied up. If it was a robbery or a home invasion, it would be critical for the bad guys to find a way to round everyone up in the house in order to make their task easier, right? The last thing a robber would want is to have people running around the house or worse, trying to get help. So let's say there were multiple robbers inside the house, where one person was able to watch one family member each. That is not impossible, but just highly unlikely. I'm not a professional robber or home invader, but it just doesn't seem very efficient. On top of that, nothing in the house seemed to be missing. But that's also hard to tell, because no one was able to verify if the Sun family had anything valuable to begin with. Maybe they had a stash of cash, but if no one knew about it, then no one would know it was even missing. So once again, the theory was dismissed. Could the Sun family have gotten involved in some sort of shady activity? According to neighbors and friends, no one had anything bad to say about the family. They seemed quite normal, involved in the community, kids were well-adjusted and had many friends. But then again, we can't judge a book by its cover. Nothing seemed off about the family, but that didn't mean they couldn't have known someone shady, or could have somehow been involved with someone shady. Not victim-blaming just stating possibilities as to why someone would have wanted to target them. Even if the parents were secretly terrible people, did they deserve to die? And did their children deserve to die alongside of them? The cause of death was very clear. Gunshot wounds to the head, and it took police some time to get a positive ID on all the bodies, despite being 99% sure it was the Sun family. Time of death was estimated to have been between the evening of January 24th and the morning of January 25th. In other words, their bodies were just laying around for like five days. Friends and neighbors of the Sun family were very troubled by this incident, mainly because the family seemed very nice and accommodating, and also, their suburban neighborhood was known to be very safe. If this could happen to the Sun family, who's to say it won't happen to another family? And what if this was a hate crime? That would definitely make all the other Asian families in their community feel uneasy, especially other Chinese immigrants. There is no proof that could indicate this was a hate crime, but at this point, with their lack of information and leads, anything and everything should be taken into consideration. According to classmates and teachers of Timothy and Titus, both boys were last seen on the afternoon of the 24th, when school let out on Friday, same as their father. Again, it's kind of puzzling how no one called the police when both boys continued to fail to show up to school. I always thought it was like a borderline crime to miss school for so many days without notice. Of course, it's possible they tried reaching out, but since no one responded to their calls or messages, they could have just decided to wait and see. Even then, I still find it quite odd especially since the family is supposedly quite friendly with some of their neighbors, and the kids go to school and have a bunch of extracurricular activities. Just surprised that it took so long for anyone to actively do anything. We sometimes hear about stories where no one realized their neighbor was dead until they started smelling death, and by then, it could have been weeks or months. That's very scary, 
but quite likely if they had no family or friends nearby. But the Sun family? It just doesn't really sit right with me. They may not have had close family nearby, but they had friends, were involved in school and work and the community. Vigils and memorials were held for the Sun family days later, remembering them and also showing whoever did this that the Sun family was loved and cherished. The police were quite puzzled by this lack of information and the lack of clues at the murder scene, but still promised the citizens that they will be, quote, dedicating all resources available to find those responsible, unquote. The police initially offered 70000 U.S. dollars to anyone who had useful information pertaining to this case, and a year later, this reward sum was increased to a total of 75000 Even then, the police received no useful information, not even a suspect they could look into. A couple months after the bodies of the Sun family members were discovered, a shocking piece of news began to circulate online. This is where the semi-conspiracy theory starts. Here's a bit of information about Sun. Sun used to work in the China National Petroleum Corporation back when he was still living in China. Well, during his time there, he managed to befriend and meet various people connected to the Chinese Communist Party some of whom were directly involved in the petroleum and gas industry. One specific man stood out, and his name was Zhou Yongkang, who was deputy minister of CNPC and later became the minister in 1998. All in all, a powerful dude in the CCP world. Here's some background information on this guy. Nothing too complicated, but definitely something that could help us understand how and why this new theory came up and why it might make sense. Zhou was born on December 3rd, 1942. His early life was quite normal, nothing really noteworthy. And for university, he went on to attend the China University of Petroleum in Beijing. Very specific type of college for sure. He excelled in his academics during his years there, and after graduating, he began to work in Da Qing oil field one of the largest oil fields in China located up north. He met and married his first wife there and had two boys together, but after 30 years of marriage, the two divorced, most likely not amicably. Despite being divorced, the two still worked in the same field, so actually came into contact pretty often. One day in 1999, during an out-of-town seminar, Zhou's ex-wife was out getting lunch when she was hit by a military vehicle and died. It was said to be an accident, but there are a few people who believe Zhou orchestrated the whole thing. And one of those that believed this was his own son. After this tragic event, his youngest son cut all ties with his father. It looked even worse when Zhou went on to marry his second wife shortly afterwards, a woman who was 28 years his junior. By this time, Zhou had left his career at the oil and petroleum field and was appointed as the first minister at the Ministry of Land and Resources in China. So according to sources, Sun had ties with this guy, Zhou. They pretty much worked together. But how close? While Sun was studying in Texas, he befriended Zhou's eldest son, a guy called Zhou Bing. Some say they were classmates in the same program, but I cannot confirm. As their friendship grew, Sun somehow became very involved 
with the Zhou family business, and not just with Zhou Bing's business, but his entire extended family's business, including his father, Zhou Yongkang. Sun was entrusted with various information that pertained to the Zhou family, anything that had to do with petroleum and oil. Sun managed all of the Zhou family assets in the U.S., and in order to do so, the two had to share a lot of information, which meant he was privy to a lot of illegal dealings. I can't really say for sure how they dealt the information, but generally speaking, Sun was said to have used his connections and insider knowledge of the oil and petroleum field in the U.S. to help Zhou gain information and grow his assets. According to one article, it states that Sun, quote, had helped the China National Petroleum Corporation purchase oil wells in the U.S. and oil extraction equipment, two areas where Zhou had channels to accumulate huge wealth, unquote. So you see, Sun supposedly had all this insider knowledge on the criminal activities Zhou was involved in, and not only did he have knowledge of these things, he was helping him along the way. But you might be wondering, hey, how did something this big even come to light? Who would even want to admit to all that? Well, despite the reputation the CCP has, they also don't seem very fond of their own people doing shady deals and being corrupt. I guess that's the same everywhere. People tend to not like it, but that doesn't really stop them from being corrupt. And once you're suspected of it, you're pretty much done for. A couple years before the Sun family was murdered, an investigation was actually being conducted on the possible illegal activities involving Zhou. Of course, this was a very secret investigation, and what people didn't know at the time the Sun family was murdered was that Zhou had already been arrested for his corruption. During one of his interrogation sessions later in 2014, he openly admitted to having sent the orders to have Sun Maoye and his entire family killed because he had too much incriminating information on his illegal activities. This order was allegedly sent out after Zhou had been arrested, but because he was a high-ranking member of the CCP, he of course had his methods of getting it done and covering his tracks. It's almost like a movie, where a corrupt political figure sends out assassins to go kill off an entire family because of the knowledge and information they have on them. But according to sources, that's what happened. Zhou was eventually expelled from the CCP in late 2014 and was sentenced to life in prison in 2015. His crimes included bribery, abuse of power, and divulging in state secrets. All his personal possessions and his political rights have been taken away. He is currently serving out his sentence in a prison specifically for those who have committed crimes against the country. So basically, a lot of high-level, corrupt ex-party members are held there. I don't know if it sounds bad to you, but according to the internet, Zhou seems to be doing quite well. He even has his own little patio and garden where he grows his own fruits and vegetables. It's basically like a retirement home. A few things I'd like to discuss. Even though Zhou has openly admitted to his involvement with the Sun family murder, there was never any concrete proof, or if there was, it doesn't seem like the Chinese government was willing to share with anyone. So while some people believe that the mystery is solved, it still doesn't seem very concrete and real because no one else was ever investigated or questioned. Sure, Zhou admitted to it, but that's it. We don't know who he asked to carry out this task, 
and I don't think it's likely he was the one directly in contact with the assassins. In the end, all we have to go on are his words. And while to some people it holds weight, it doesn't seem like it holds any weight in the U.S. It was also rumored that Zoe's youngest son, the one who cut ties with him after the first wife was killed, also immigrated to the U.S. in 2013. He took his entire family with him, and it is believed that he left China in order to hide from his father, probably worried that he might be killed, because he also knew too much, and was also not on good terms with his father. He wasn't the only one, though. Apparently it was rumored that many others who worked alongside Zhou, or had knowledge of his corruption, also mysteriously died at some point. Some people have expressed that killing the two kids is taking it too far, and while I do agree, because these kids had nothing to do with whatever their father knew, the killers probably didn't bother disguising themselves, or they had orders to eliminate everyone, because the kids could have noticed something, which would end up identifying the killers, or they could grow up and want to avenge their parents. It was probably easier for the bad guys to not spare a single soul, even if it meant killing children. To this day, this crime is still labeled as unsolved. Although the police believe someone in the Chinese community might have some information regarding the Sun family, they also are aware that they might be worried about coming forward. For all we know, they could become the next target on the list. It's been about eight years now, and it doesn't seem like any new information has come out. In a sense, it's a cold case, but at the same time, it's a relatively young cold case. Maybe someday, somewhere, someone will step up and confess or someone with information will say something. Sheriff Adrian Garcia also had a message for whoever was guilty. Quote, I want you to remember that you killed two children. I want that to burn in your brain. I wanted to give you a heart condition. I wanted to give you ulcers. Unquote. So just in case someone listening to this episode knows something, unlikely, but who knows, please call Crime Stoppers and don't worry. Any tip you submit will remain anonymous. So there you have it. The murder of an entire family that seems solved, but not really. Do you think this was a random killing? Or do you believe that this was an assassination from the Chinese government? As we know, certain information and news reports in China tend to get heavily censored. And the confession that Zhou supposedly gave was also hearsay. I personally don't think it's a good idea to believe everything you read, though. The connection and relationship between Sun and Zhou is probably real, but whether or not that led to his family being murdered is also uncertain. Even months after the family was murdered, the neighbors continued to help with the upkeep of the Sun home, such as mowing their lawn, turning on some of their lights at night, etc., almost making it look like as if they were still living there. Maybe it's a way for the neighbors and friends to cope, or maybe it was a way for them to remember the family. Either way, the whole family was taken away way too soon, and hopefully someday, police will find useful information and help crack this case open. It's also very hard to tell how the police actually feel about the whole assassination theory, but maybe they're open to it. I'm sorry that this episode is a bit shorter than usual, but as you can see, it's unsolved and a lot of information is not available to the public. Don't worry, though. Be sure to tune in again, and I will have more cases for you next time. Thank you, and remember, stay safe. Till next time. 
Before I go, I would like to thank my newest reviewers. La Gringa Loca, 954 from the US. Blue J0325 from the US. And Kubzima from Canada. As for my newest Patreon members, thank you so much to Dill, Silkto, and thank you, Adam, for upping your Patreon. I appreciate all the help I can get. Thank you for tuning in to the Asian Madness Podcast. If you enjoyed my content, please rate and review me on iTunes. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email me at asianmadnesspod at gmail.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.